And we're back. This is uh, Japan Nick of Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. It's 8.13 p.m. You're listening to us from 90.3 as well as the TuneIn app. Go to TuneIn.com and search for WMSC and follow the page as well as follow Japan Nick's Rock and Metal Pandemonium. <laughs> now, guys, how many practice sessions do you guys go through to prepare for a very important concert date? Like, say, it's like a week or two, or maybe a month, and you told, you found out, hey, we're playing for Cannibal Corpse. Tell me what that was like. That was uh, very, very stressful and tiresome. We did a lot of practices for that show because we, you know, we wanted to be uh, great. We really wanted to, you know, make sure we had, you know, cross, dot your I's, cross your T's, and very professional, try to work on stage presence and stuff like that. So. I don't, I, I looked at the process as pretty laid back. I, I, don't think it was an ex- it's really not an extreme amount of rehearsals um i think when yeah, but we, you're usually laid back dude that's but, what but, it is but you're when, always very but, but when we, chill all the time but when <laughs> we we were rehearsing we would be concentrating on certain aspects of what we were going to do at the show more than we normally would at a regular rehearsal i think but but as far as it, we didn't ramp up the practices like doubling up or anything like that definitely more focused yeah, more focused in the practices, more than anything else. I see. Now, um, let's say for the Don Jameson show or the Gussie show, like, how long are your practices usually? We usually do uh, two to three hours, um, once or twice a week. Lately, we've been doing once a week. Now, how many songs do you typically go through in your weekly sessions? All of them. Uh, we get, we run through them like twice, three times. Like about how many songs are in your catalog that you, you need to go through just to be prepared? Like let's say seven, might, seven well, songs, right seven now. or seven or eight, depending on uh, how much of a time slot we get at a show, and then we just concentrate on all seven or eight and and just drill through them two or three times during a rehearsal. If we run across anything that needs to. Uh, be brushed up or, or tightened up or anything like that, we might separate some time and actually work that. I mean, that's that's happened occasionally. I see. Um, Alan, you have anything to say on that? Well, I mean, I think it was pretty much covered. <laughs> now, typically, how many, how often do you practice uh, cover songs in case you're up for doing <coughs> a special song here or there? Uh, that that generally depends on how complicated the song is. Like when we just played the show at Dingbats last week, uh, we decided we were going to do Non-Existence from Six Feet Under. Uh, we decided we were going to play it, uh, and we rehearsed it two days prior to the show, and it was the only time we rehearsed it. So, it's <laughs> so it sometimes varies. it works like that. If we were going to do something that was more complicated, we would have to make a decision to do it well ahead of time and really work on it personally on our own time and then come into rehearsal knowing it and then work through uh, getting it to gel together between all of us. But that one song, somehow or for some reason, we decided last minute we were going to throw it in a set, and it just happened to work for us. If it, if it didn't go well in that rehearsal, we wouldn't have played it that night. How lengthy of an experience is it once you've composed a new song to get it ready to debut at a live concert? Mm, that varies, too. It could take five minutes. It could take a month. It could take well, more than a month. Yeah, really. I mean, 
As far as prepping to play it at a show, once we get a song together, that could uh, take anywhere from two weeks to two months, depending on, again, I think the complexity and how well we're gelling playing with each other. Because uh, just because we can play it doesn't mean it's uh, as tight as it should be. And we won't generally won't bring it out live until it's at least somewhat tight. We, we might... Uh, before we're complete, com- totally completed with a song, we may play it at a live show um, in somewhat of an unfinished stage. We've we have done that to, s- to see how it would come across to uh, the crowd, um, and then if it didn't come across well, we were like, "Well, we have to go back to the drawing board." But um, generally, we get fairly decent feedback, uh, and we very rarely do something like that. But it has been done. Do you guys all practice together, or do you, like, split up into, like, two different groups? No, we practice all together, all of us. Okay. Now, sometimes we'll get together separate from the drummer um, to I mean, work like through the song ideas prior to, so that I can demo them prior to yeah. the drummer getting it to work on. Yeah, me and Alan will go down by Jay, and we'll kind of start to, you know, brainstorming about stuff. I mean, like, we're brainstorming now. I mean, we still got to write a couple for well, the full line. That's part of the writing process, though. That's not part, <coughs> part of, yeah, that's not part of the regular re- rehearsal. That's, that's, rehearsal that's writing, writing, writing get-togethers. And then, uh, as far as rehearsals, it, it's always the whole band together. Yeah. Now, can you tell me about some of these new songs you're working on right now for this next album? <laughs> uh, well, we have, uh, a couple, uh, we got, uh, Beyond the Grave, which you heard yeah. at Starland, uh, that's one of our new ones. You actually heard, you know, three three songs. You heard Severed Skin, you heard Beyond the Grave, and you heard Endless Suffering. Um, we are working on the title track right now, which is Organized Apocalypse. Uh, we got a couple more we got to work on. Titles are not really. Yeah. They don't. I mean, I write lyrics every day, and I have tons of titles, but uh, we really haven't put our finger on a lot of things. I mean, it. You know, some of them will come to fruition. It just depends on what lyrics will work with what Jay writes or what Jay and Alan writes, you know. You know, Bill will step into, he'll put his thing. But generally, you know, once the song comes together, then I sit back, I get the, the demos from Jay, and I kind of just figure out what the lyrics for, are going to be. From my end, writing stuff, there's a lot of ideas and, and uh, riffs and things that are in a uh, working stage. They're not completely in song form and it's a it's a matter of deciding what works with what and what i'm putting together so uh, there's a bunch of ideas uh kind of in the pot right now um it's just a matter of how we uh manage to formulate them together now how many songs are you planning for for this next release like at, eight ten at 15? least ten songs okay <coughs> And about how many of them are shovel ready? Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess you have a fairly new drummer, Bill Jamison, in your group. Can you speak about the process you go through when inducting new members? Is there ever like a probationary mm. period like you <laughs> go through? You know what? That's a, that's a funny question. Uh, honestly, I think Bill's that, been with us almost a year. Actually, yeah. I think I think that depends on the person uh, be, because. Sometimes you bring a new member in and you're really not absolutely sure. So I guess on our end, we might feel like it's a probationary period for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we do make them well aware of of course that, of that. Yeah. It's not like we don't say anything, but um, 
Then there's other, been other times, um, like with Alan coming in. I mean, that was I, that Alan, was fun, man. That Alan, was real fun. Alan originally came right, buddy? in. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, Alan originally came in just to uh, fill in for a short period for us until we had uh, been able to find a uh, permanent bass player. Um, but after doing some rehearsals with us and playing the first show that he did with us, which was an absolute train wreck of a, a show not not on our part playing wise it's just the show itself was a disaster promoters and stuff it was it was yeah, just really we're not going to say what show it was or anything yeah, like it's that just, but it was it's, just, you know. it, 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 the whole thing the whole night was a disaster but it, we played anyway and and just it he said it it clicked for him and he says you know why bother looking for another bass player you know i've learned this stuff i'm really i feel like i'm part of this and i'm really enjoying it why don't i stay permanent um so that process was uh, pretty painless and easy, and we really didn't have much concern about it because that really worked out well. Uh, Alan was a really good fit for us. Yeah, Not I, to mention that's that's my sidekick over there, man. I think it really differ, <laughs> it, it differs. Like to answer the question, it differs by the person that you're bringing in, um, and whether you have any concerns if it's going to work out in the long run. Some people click, and and other people it just doesn't ever click. As for uh, as for Bill Jameson. Uh, Billy's a, has been a really good friend of mine and Jay's for a couple of years, and uh, that just kind of just you know fell together. We we got we got very lucky, uh, you know. I mean, we we sat down, we had a couple talks. I got into talks with Bill, and uh, he wasn't doing anything. I mean, you know, he was no longer in his previous band, so we uh, yeah, we he, was, he wasn't even sure if he was going to continue if he was going to continue playing anymore. Yeah. And he came in, he came down. Uh, well, he had nobody asking him to play. You know, until we did. Yeah, and then like, I guess it was like the second week of January, hmm. he came down for his first practice, and uh, he he joined right on the spot. And you know, things have been really good with him. I mean, like you know, he he's doing really great. I mean, he's been compared to Chris Rearford of Autopsy, and hmm. you know, and, and, it's, and it's really cool. I mean, now generally Billy comes from a thrash, very deep embedded thrash metal background. Yeah. Uh, but um, his eclectic skill has has really well, been broadened. His horizons have been brought broadened. That, that brings us by the guitar work and everything. That, showcase a little. That brings us to another area with, the, with uh, as far as the new material is concerned. We're we are still retaining that old school death metal feel, but we're bringing little little bits of thrash, little bits of doom, little just all these little uh, other ideas. Not to be the focus of the music, but to add some variety to what we do we wanted to it, up the ante we really did i mean you know and so. and as, as far as like bringing members and stuff in that brings me to a weird place too because i mean i would like to get a second guitar player in the band because of the way i write some of the material it's hard to pull over live and have the band sound as full as it should be uh that's always been a really hard area to find somebody for this band i've always had a hard time with guitar players they just never seem to work out or they're not able to play my my or the, my, or my their, music or their shred heads or their shred heads they want to come in you know and and we say this to everybody all the time there's one lead guitarist in Dionysus Sloth well, and it's my be, and it's have, my best friend I don't have a problem with somebody else playing and, some lead but it's uh, I have an issue with it and know. I'll say that on air I don't care well I'm the guitar player so you <laughs> you know I I kind I'm, of I'm just, just saying you know my, flat my, out I mean if you're going if, if you want to play for Sloth you're going to come in as a rhythm guitarist well first first your stuff and if you become a brother to this band, but then 
maybe that door will open, but he has to open that door. The whole, the whole thing with, the whole thing with playing lead is not a huge concern to me. My, my biggest concern is I need somebody to come in and be able to play solid, on-point rhythm and be able to play it correctly. And finding that, I have no idea. And I they must own a seven-string. And I, can't, I cannot, cannot explain why I have such a difficult time finding it. But uh, if anybody out there, if you want to try out for the band, you're interested Hit us up. Seriously. Um, I want to find the right guy. Have you thought about scouring the pages of the Aquarian Weekly? Uh, been there, done we've it. Been, we've done that. We've Online. done Village Voice. We've done everything. Band mix, everything. It's just really hard. I mean, you know, Sloth now is, is, we've, a, we've is tried. a brotherhood. We've tried guys out. You know, yeah. we've had a couple guys come in, but I mean, we're, it's a legitimate brotherhood. Um me, me and Jay, yes, fine, we're the main catalyst, blah, 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 if you want to look at it like that. Yeah. But we don't work the band like that anymore. Alan has just as much say as we do. Billy has much say. Alan will vouch for it that we, we are brothers. That's why we walk mm-hmm. around with these battle axes around our yeah. neck. The whole yeah, band we, has them. And we so want somebody that's going to be able to. That's going to be a brother. Not only be able to come in and, and be able to play correctly and play tight, but he's also got to be on the same page yeah. as us, go along with us. Um, come out and party with us. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. it's every all. Th- there's a lot of different layers to like bringing somebody in and mm-hmm. whether it works. It's just, it's just really hard. I mean, we've had a couple people that we thought were going to work, and they just for some reason. You know what it comes down to? It comes down to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, me, me and like I tried telling you before, Nick. Like you yeah. know, me, me and Jay have been playing together a very long time. Okay, and we're just sick and tired of having. We've been a, through have, every, everything. Yeah, we're, I'm 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 done with with liabilities. Yeah. It's time to, you know. At this point, you now, want you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? If you're going to come, come correct, and it's either go big or go home. Yeah, I mean, we we used to deal with a lot of things in the past, but at this point now, it's kind of like we we can see when something's not going to work, and we just kind of cut it off at the knees before it just, uh, you know. And why, we don't, and we don't make those decisions between mm-hmm. us. We hit Alan up. Hey, Alan, what do you think of this? Bill, what do you think of this? And we come together. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, majority rule stuff or any of that. We all have to agree on it in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Because we know that all the guys that are involved now have that say because we're all on the same page and we're all working towards the same goals. So, therefore, we all kind of have to have our opinion and our say and, you know, about those kinds of situations because we're all looking at what's best for the band and the music going forward. Yeah, I mean, I guess I, as far as another guitar player, I have final say on that, but I do that, want, that I, I do want, I do correct, want everybody's yeah. opinion. I got to work with a guy. It, it just needs, it's one of those situations where I've worked with guitar players on other projects in the past, and it either clicks or it doesn't click. You can have two completely different styles and have it click, because I've yeah. been there too. Yeah. You don't have to be exactly the same. It's you guys... It has to gel. You have to come together See, the, the in a thing, common, on a common ground. The thing with that is, you know, him being the guitar player, he's going to know better than me because I don't play guitar or, you know. I have a very strange playing say, style and technique. Bill, so for example, who plays drums. Lies. Like, we'll all have a say on things like that, but as far as a guitar player, that's something that he knows because he's got to, they got to gel and be able Jay, to work Jay is very, together, he's, you know? he's got a very unorthodox style. But he's he's also very analytical about things, you know. Jay, what I mean? can you please speak about your guitar style? 
<laughs> so people can understand you. I, how long do you got? I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah, how long you do know you know what? I mean, I don't know how to ex- I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's just the way that I play. I, I play with a very um on and off uh, palm muting palm muting technique. I could play like one chord on, one chord off and and, and very uh weird uh syncopations uh in, in very odd stylings like that. Uh, I do one a, word and, obscure. And, and, wa- and while I really and, and while I'm doing that, I I will throw in all kinds of uh, open and and corded ghost notes, and uh, it's it's really hard to explain it. Uh, like recently, um, Alan was having a tough time with like uh, one part on one of the songs, and he asked me if I could tab the song out. What a nightmare to sit down <laughs> and, to, and to tab my and stuff. And he's out. the one who wrote it. Because that's the whole thing is <laughs> I just play it. I don't really analyze what I'm playing, and for me to have to sit down and break it down note by note and analyze it, and I was like, wow. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, fun, though. Fun time. I'll, t- yeah. I'll tell you this, though. When when Alan came into the band, um, Alan had seven songs to learn. Okay? Alan walked in. He did one practice. And, you know, he got Jay, like, where Jay was going with things. But I na- for, from him yeah, first yeah. coming into the band to now, Alan definitely knows what Jay does yeah. now. Yeah, so basically, and know, it's kind of cool. He doesn't have to play guitar at all. So he's, he's playing bass, and he's b- taking the root note of where I'm going chord wise, and he's adding a bit of his own styling technique to w- what I'm doing rhythm wise. It was it, uh, it, so, it, so it's that's, really cool that's where to watch it, them work together. That's where I mean, it comes it complex for I him. I think it is, you know, to watch, but especially like I mean, we've been through a lot of bass players, but when mm-hmm. Alan came in, you know, he's uh, it, it's really cool to watch both of those guys. I'd say. Uh, He's got a very distinct style, and I think there's a lot of subtleties. Here's 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 what a funny thing come is. along with that, and I think from having played with him, the longer that I've been doing it, the more I've picked up on all the intricacies, <laughs> my, my weird, my all the all the well, all the layers and intricacies <laughs> of what he does, and uh, I think if I had to attempt to explain his style, I would. Kind of put it that way. It's Pull all your hair distinct. out if you had to explain it. Very distinct. <laughs> well, here, here's a funny thing, and, and I want to agree with this. Um, anybody that listens to like the dying eye stuff, and it, it, you get the illusion that it. Oh yeah, I could play that, man. It's that simple. Okay, here you go. Try it. Try it. Because I've had people say simple. it, and then they come in and try to play it, and it's like, how are you doing that? Yo, so, what are your feelings that uh, the original Rigor Mortis album? had no palm muting whatsoever. I don't have an issue with uh, anybody having a technique in any certain manner. It's yeah. just, uh, this is just something that naturally came to me. Um, I, there's a lot of guitar players that don't use any palm muting technique. Um, you know, it's, I think, a matter of preference. I've seen bands where uh, one guy in the band is doing palm muting and the other guy doesn't. See, me, I don't personally like that. I like things to be tight and syncopated. It doesn't mean both guitars have to be playing the same thing. Uh, but I just think it needs to be structured well. And if that works for them, you know, that's part of their style. And th- then that's why they utilize it. It's just they, they like the way that feels. Have you ever experimented without uh, palm muting? Oh, sure. I mean, I can play some stuff without palm muting. Um, I think I just I kind of fall into that whole technique uh it just has become part of the way i do things but yeah i mean i'll play a lot of um 
sustained core doomy type things and open uh but yeah i think by default at some point i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna end up palm muting some part that goes with it <laughs> it's I, I it's uh, it's such an ingrained part of my style um and, and it's nothing that I ever concentrated on. It's just something that came together, I guess, as as any guitar player has a certain style to them. You know, I'm sure that Eddie Van Halen, the way he sounds playing guitar, uh, he didn't mean it to be that way. It's just uh, that's how he learned, that's how he practiced, that's how his technique came together. I mean, you could say that about anybody. Look at Randy Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, Steve Vai, no. you know, Satriani. I mean, they all got, like, really... You hear those guys, you know it's them. Yeah, I, I get people say that about me. I got a I friend that I got that a friend. You before, I got a actually. friend of mine who's her, <laughs> uh, who I've I've been in a car with him, just playing demos of stuff that a band hasn't even played yet, and, and he's like right away he goes, "That's that's you, isn't it?" It's like he just I've known him a long time, and he just he always that's knows that it's me because everybody knows, and that's what we want. We want people to say, "Yeah, that's the hardest thing." That's to JP do. Death. From that's the hardest thing to do like, is to, to have want, a style you know? that stands out to people right away. They know it's you. Now, on that note, since I did bring up uh, no palm muting, got to give a shout out to um, Mike Scotia from uh, Rigor Mortis, and do have the new uh, Rigor song to play, "Flesh for Flies." And now here is Rigor Mortis with "Flesh for Flies" about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Here we go. Nice. Flash for fries! Flash for fries! 
Let's just see if we can get some Belphegor going. Cross your fingers, people.
And we just got back. Uh, tell me what that song was just... That was Belphegor, Conjuring the Dead. And before that, we had some rigor mortis with Vampire and Flesh for Flies. Vampire is off the uh, legendary self-titled album from 1988, and Flesh for Flies is off Slaves to the Grave, coming out October 7th, 2014. And remember, people, if you're really crazy, you should fly out to Texas and see the Wizards of Gore performing the rigor mortis album, September 27th, Dallas, Texas. But anyways, guys, would you like to give any shout-outs to any of your friends that are in bands in the tri-state area? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh... How about... I'll, go ahead. Yeah, no, Alan, you go first, brother. Uh, we didn't mention them earlier, but Wrath, uh, we just played with them not too long ago. They're not in the tri-state area, that's why I was gonna say how about just a little bit outside of that, but... I'll let it go this time, <laughs> but don't let it happen again. <laughs> um, uh, immortal Suffering... Yeah. Where are they from? Suffering. They're from New York. They're from Brooklyn, New York. Untombed from Boston. Wake the Beast. Wake the Beast from Philadelphia. Uh, Thanatonic Desire. They're from Jersey. Gathering After Ashes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Psych- Psychoprism. Psychoprism. Scars of Envy. Um, who else are we missing, guys? We're missing a bunch of people, huh? Burial Probably. Mound. Burial Mound. <laughs> yeah, our friends in, they're from uh, Delaware. Really good band. Really, really good band. Yeah, they're, 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 they're really killer. I think you'll like them. Um, anybody else? Anybody else? We're uh... just talking about bands here? Yeah, he's just talking about bands right now. Locals. Wow. Anybody else have any more uh, shout-outs to give? Uh, n- uh, for bands, no, but for family and stuff like that. Are we allowed to do all that now, too? Or you want to? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. All right, so we're going to give a shout-out to our uh, New Jersey Debt Stop Street Teamers, uh, Mr. Captain Jerry Decklett, our VP, Victoria Elizabeth, which is uh, Alan's old lady. <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. He just says hello. hello. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my son. Are we still <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give a shout-out to my son, David Jacob. He's probably home sleeping now. He's eight months old. His mom, Maria. Um, just Uncle Frank of Metal Noise TV, Out of Obscure Chaos Webzine, Soul Grinder Paul from Soul Grinder Magazine. What's that other Webzine, brother? A E A A E A Zine. Yeah. Jay, uh, anybody? Uh, um, who are we missing out there? Well, those other street teamers. Yeah. yeah. Christian. We got Christian from Argentina. We got Megan from Colorado. We got Kat from California. Uh, who else are we missing out there? Uh, do, 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 do. For everybody else who's out there that has supported Dying Eyes of Sloth, um, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, please continue to spread the virus. And finally, to Japan Nick for having us come up here, and uh, we really appreciate it. Now, what goals do you have for Dying Eyes come December 31st? By then, we, we're, we're hoping to be somewhat in the pre-production. Well, for obscure, uh, for uh, organized apocalypse, or the start of. I don't know. I heard Nostradamus was off by a few years, so <laughs> considering if we're all here after that, I guess we'll see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would like to be in the midst or middle of the recording process to some degree. I'd like to have drums done, and we're recording other things. Uh, 
I don't think I'll be in the mixing process at that point. But no, I think things will start getting to get recorded and stuff. As as I'm as I'm going song by song, like if I get one song of uh, everything done, I would start to uh, do a preliminary mixing process uh, so that I have it for the rest of the songs as we're recording them. It's just the process I go through instead of waiting until the end. I feel I feel it helps me ru- you know move things along smoother for me. That's where I would like to be at that point. Alan, anything you want to add? Well, I hope Nostradamus is wrong. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I would I would like us to have because uh, I would like to still be here. <laughs> some some some, uh, some more like really good great shows. Um, getting ready for some time in the uh, new year. Uh, we're going to continue to play occasional shows through the recording process. We're not going to lock ourselves away in a hole like some bands do for months and months and months on end. Like yeah, six yeah. months, they disappear like, oh, we were recording. Well, I, I always never understood why you can't go out and play an occasional I mean, show. Yeah, no, we're just going to continue to play. Keep things moving. Yeah. All we probably won't, play that, probably won't play that much, but we're going to keep things moving. Uh, all I could say to everybody out there is go to DianeIsisloft.com, pick up your copy of our debut EP, Book of Blood. Come out and support local metal. Everybody in the local scene, we're all in the same boat. And uh, continue to spreading the virus of the beast of sloth. And uh, if you thought the grave hole that we dug for you to fall in was uh, that deep, the hole you fall in the grave this time will be a hell of a lot deeper. Now, would you like to go back to any questions? Hmm. No, I mean, I think think we covered it, no? Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. I just I like you know, coming up in the new year and everything. We're just we're trying to move forward with everything. Get this recording done. Uh, we're entertaining some label interest and stuff like that. Nothing is definite, um, but we we're, we are kind of looking to possibly go with someone uh, that can. We have our own right now. Yeah, I know yeah, you know that. S- someone that can t- bring the band to uh, another level from where we're at or what we're capable to do on our yeah. own right now because uh, you're, you're kind of limited. Um, yeah. Uh, so there has been some slight interest here and there. Like I said, nothing is definite, so I can't even mention anything. But uh, hoping something like that comes through for when we release the full length. Excellent. And um, I guess remind everybody on when the next couple of concerts you have. Uh, September 19th, we're playing 10th Street Live for the Don Jameson show. We do have tickets. They're 12 bucks a shot. Hit us up at Um Or order them online, too. Uh, you can order them online. You can get them through us. As far as the tickets for that, yeah, just go on DionysusSloth.com, oh, and uh, there's a link there to uh, purchase we're tickets also, for uh, that. We're also playing October 10th at St. Vitus Club uh, for the, uh, what was the name of that show Rage again? Rage for Armageddon Fest. It's the first night of Rage for Armageddon Fest on a Friday night. We're opening up for Mortician. Mm. And, Mortician's uh, playing. Who else? Immortal playing? Suffering's playing. Immortal Suffering. Phantom Warrior. Right? Phantom yeah, Warrior's playing. For the playing. Re- reunited Phantom Warrior, if anybody remembers them from back when. Uh, so, very, uh, very well-known thrash band from New York. Yeah. But, uh, Very good one too. Second day has uh, Whiplash, Death Thrash, Blood Feast. All our friends so are playing on that, so be, it's gonna be really be a cool. Good one. So you know, just kind of come out St. Vitus. It'll be really killer. And then, uh, and then after that, we got the Gussie Show. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, in Queens for Cat's birthday, November twenty second. 
and pretty much we're done right you know for for at that moment we'll be in the studio working on the album mm-hmm. going and then the going into the new year like i said earlier the biggest announcement that we put out there is we'll be going to uh colorado to do the uh the rocky mountain goat fest goat roast excuse me for our good friend uh raven and a- of eggs and kegs radio so it's and, and really there is, is this your first time heading out to the West Coast? Yeah, it's the first yeah. time we'll be heading out to Colorado. And there's, there's also a possibility of doing a, a, a short, uh, small little tour that's uh, going to go with that. If we're going out there, we're, we're going to try and put a whole thing about uh, together where we're doing shows throughout states as we're going there and then, and on our way back. And there's also a possibility of doing a short, small uh, tour going down to Florida in the beginning of the new year. That's up in the air at the moment, but it's a possibility of also doing that. A a tour down to Florida and then a tour out towards the West Coast later on in June. really killer, yeah. So, Cat, our street team captain out in California. Help us out, babe. We're waiting. uh, We need a a venue in California, hon. (laughs) 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 We're looking to invade the West Coast. The whiskey whiskey. go-go, yeah. There you go. That would be really killer. You know, I mean, we didn't even... Shaq, we didn't say yeah. DJ Outcast. We didn't thank him. My God, yeah. man, we're losing our mind. Dude. DJ Outcast, Julie. We have tons of people out mm-hmm. there that have done so much for all of us. Mm-hmm. Thanks and to my brother for always supporting me when he's able to. I mean, he supports me all the time, he, but he comes out to see me whenever it's possible. He's very busy all the time working, um, and he does it even when he's got to be with his son and stuff like that. So uh, uh, thanks, Tom. I appreciate that. And, uh, uh, my friend Tom Scott, who always supported me for the past 20, 30 years, however long it's been, bro. Uh, I know he's probably not listening, but yeah. Uh, yeah, my family, my father, and my mother when she was around for always supporting me and Dave, like, you know, real heavily. Uh, didn't want to hear the stuff, but was always very supportive. Yeah, that's uh, right. And it, it just, you know, any we family. definitely think things now are starting to pick up for especially for me and jake because we've been playing together so long and mm-hmm. you know and, and and i didn't say this to him before but i really think that uh you know colorado came down from mom brother so you know i think she has something to do with it well we shall see how this all works out with colorado <laughs> yeah right because <laughs> you never know how these things are gonna go yeah. but yeah it sounds like an awesome opportunity so we're excited well thanks a lot thank you japan nick and let me just fade things into Bathory with One Road to Asabe.
That was just One Road to Asabe by Bathory, 